Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Y'all come on. Say good evening back to me. Y'all come on. Good evening, Valencia. Good evening, Pam. Good, good evening, Rachel. Y'all come on. Today's devotion is the healing power of confession. Y'all know that's going to be good. Jesus that God will regulate your mind he will regulate your mind he will regulate your thoughts he will line it up with the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus I bind up that spirit of depression I bind up those, those, that spirit of evil thoughts and I cast it back down to the pits of hell in the mighty name of Jesus Rachel I pray that God frees your mind from stuff that does not need to be there but he will fill it with love joy peace and comfort in Jesus name hallelujah thank you Jesus yes Lord yes 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 y'all come on hallelujah thank you Jesus we going on in Jesus name amen amen y'all come on let me go ahead change this now put it back where it needs to be 
put it back where it needs to be. Hallelujah. Y'all come on in. Y'all share this to your pages. It's time for Bible study. Amen. It is time for Bible study. Y'all should already have your Bibles. You should already have your books. If you don't have your books, you should have your Bible. And we're going in James chapter 5, verse 16. Amen. Y'all have heard me talk about this uh, passage of scripture plenty of times. And we're going to get deep with it tonight. Amen. We're going to get deep in the word of God tonight with this Mr. and Mrs. devotions coupled together. The healing power of confession. Amen. We need, that's right, we need God to regulate our minds. I ask you to go ahead and share this to your pages. Good, after, good evening, Shanice, minister, lady, author, life coach. Amen. A woman of many hats. Good evening to you. Y'all share this to your pages. Amen. Share this to your pages. And be blessed. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Let's, let's, let's get started. I'm trying to give you some of you a few minutes to, to come on in. Share this to your pages. It's so good to see you all on here. So, so good. So, so good. And you know, Rachel, I thank you for your prayer. I pray that you receive it in Jesus' name. And that goes for those who are also on here as well. If you just need prayer for something, you can um, put it down there in the comment box and we will get to it. Amen. Because today's devotion is the healing power of confession. And the scripture coming from James 5 and 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. And we should never be too shameful to receive prayer or to even ask for prayer amen so if you don't want to put your prayer here in the comment box then you can email me amen i mean not email me i'm sorry you can text me the number right here 865-214-7770 you can text that number and put your prayer request you can text it to me if you're not ashamed um or you don't want anybody in your business you can put it right i mean if you don't want anybody in your business you can text the, to text your prayer or what you need in prayer and to that number that's on your screen if you just want to say i just need prayer then you can put it right here in the comment box and we will pray and i will make sure that i will pray for you before we get off of this line on today amen and so i want again thank you all for tuning in those who may be watching this for the very first time i am elder swin holloway this is elder swin holloway deliverance ministries yes i am a delivering i am a deliverance preacher I am a deliverance teacher. I can teach you what not to do. I can show you what not to do. I can be the example of what not to do and show you what you need to do according to the word of God. Amen. And I teach you how to get yourself together, how to build your relationship with the Lord. Don't take my word for it. Take the word of God's word for it. Amen. Because Jesus was the word. He is the word. The word was with God and the word is God. Amen. And he was with us in the beginning. He is still with us on today because God is worthy to be praised because this is the day that the Lord has made and we are to rejoice 
and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. Good evening, Pastor uh, Pastor Davis. So good to see you on here, sir. So good to see you on here, sir. So we are going on in Jesus' name. Amen. And today is January the 18th. And for those of you, if you've gotten your books, Mr. and Mrs., um, for, for couples devotion and is written by I don't know why I don't even know these people's name yet it's written by Rob and Joanna Legan and I had decided to go through this year with Bible study amen for marriages and just for relationships amen because if you desire to be better you're gonna want better if you desire to act better you're gonna want to learn how to act better amen the Bible tells us in Scripture that we all know how to behave, especially in the household of faith. Amen. But what about those who do not know how to behave in the household of faith? What about those who don't know how to carry themselves in the household of faith? What about those who continue to be hurt in the household of faith? And you just continue to just, ah, ah, ah. Well, I'm here to tell you, don't do that. When you can dig, when you can put all your energy into the word of God, and you allow God to fight your battles. You allow God to fight those wars because he's, we can be just like Jehoshaphat. Yes, we can pull the congregation together, and yes, we can go on a fast and prayer, but it's God who told Jehoshaphat to set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. You got to understand that some battles do not belong to you. Some battles belong to somebody else. But majority of the battles, they belong to God. In Romans 12 and 19, the word says that vengeance belongs to the Lord, save the Lord. Amen. He says, I will repay. So, but if you take matters into your own hands, the Lord is not repaying. If you make if you make things happen because you just can't wait on the Lord, the Lord is not in that. So you gotta stand still and trust the Lord. But when you when 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 God told Jehoshaphat to set himself, Bessie was saying, get into position. When he said stand still, he said don't move. So as you're getting into position, you're not moving. You need to you you need to you're not moving, but you're moving in the area of reading your Bible. You're moving in the area of fasting. You're moving in the area of praying. That's all the Lord needs you to do is to fast and pray. Amen. And he will fight every last one of your battles if you give it over to the Lord. If you hush and let the Lord fight your battles. Amen. Amen. So Again, those of you who are tuning in for the first time, um, this is Bible study. And I usually go, I usually do this in the mornings or in the afternoon at 12 noon. Amen. Because sometimes people can watch on their lunch break or those who are at home may take a break and watch it. And so I got a text message earlier today. This well, it wasn't a it wasn't a text message, it was on Facebook actually. Um, it said, I'm glad you're going at five. I get off and now I can watch the whole thing and I don't have to go back and watch the replay. Amen. So God gets the glory out of your story. So God he just gonna carry us through and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna learn together. Amen. Amen. So we're gonna go ahead and move in the Lord. Again, if you have a prayer request, you can put it in the comments or you can text it to this number that's on the screen, 865-214-7770. Amen. And today's lesson is the healing power of confession. And I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. But I'm going to tell you, here is my little notes. And when I begin, let me show y'all my little notes. And when I tell you all 
that I began to get excited because we all I ain't telling nobody my business. I don't want them to know what I what I got going on. Honey, they don't need to be knowing all of that. They only know what I tell them. Well, then that's why you still hurt. That's why you still feeling lost. That's why you're still confused because you're only telling people what you want them to know, but you're not getting your true deliverance because we're praying for something you want us to pray for, but you're not being honest in your true, your true healing or your true deliverance or your truth or what your true truth because you don't want nobody in your business, but you're not getting the healing that you need. You're not giving, getting the deliverance that you need. You're not getting the help that you need because I don't want nobody in my business, but the scripture that says confess your faults one to another it's not saying tell the whole world it's not saying just tell somebody that's gonna come up no use common sense pray and ask the lord to show you who you need to release to to show you what's bothering you what's hurting you so that you can get the true deliverance and when you get the true deliverance you'll be set free indeed oh y'all don't hear me but it's okay because we're going on in Jesus' name anyway. Because this right here is going to bless you. Because it sure blessed me. Okay. So, moving on. All right. Here we go. Again, like this. Share this to your pages. Amen. And so, we're going to go ahead. And I'm going to try to get everything in that I need to get in. Because I have to. I need to get. That's what I need to do. I need to also go and get my other phone so i can try to be in two places at one time hey pastor maples hey lady Teresa, how are you all doing listen let me say this the way my phone works and because i go um through Streamyard, if y'all don't i mean i see y'all when y'all come in and i and i just like to acknowledge those who um you know i just like to acknowledge those who come on just a form of respect if you say just say hello to me when you come in say hello say good afternoon say amen say hallelujah say hallelujah whatever i just like to acknowledge you no i'm not trying to just make it be about you i just like to just you know honor those who need to be honored amen amen so okay the healing power of confession james 5 and 16 and the devotion reads therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective now we know that this is for mr and mrs so whether you're married whether you're a couple and according to relationship whatever the status that you are in know that when you are praying or when you are confessing it needs to be powerful and it needs to be effective and in order for it to be powerful and in order for it to be effective then you must be that righteous person somebody has to be that righteous person why because in order for our prayers to be heard we can't have iniquity in our heart so if let me back it up with scripture so if psalm 66 so if psalm 66 if psalm 66 and i want to um, from 17 to verse 20 so psalm 66 verses 6 i'm going to start from 16 thank you psalm 66 starting at the 16th verse to the 20th verse if psalm 66 16 through 20 says this come and hear all ye that fear god and i will declare what he hath done for my soul i cried unto him with my mouth and he was extolled with my tongue 
18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Verse 19 says, But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Verse 20, Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. And what you have to understand is we must constantly confess our sins because we continue to do wrong. But confession can only be constant if we if we are listening to God and are sensitive to our sins. David confessed his sin and prayed, "Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy ants, I'm sorry, keep back thy servant." if we harbor and cherish certain sins then we are placing a weight between us and god we may not be able to remember every sin we have ever committed but our attitude toward life should be one of confession and obedience amen so if we go over to psalms 19 if we go over to psalms 19 Verse 12, so I'm going to start at, verse, I'm gonna start at um, verse 12, yes, uh, Psalms 19, starting at the 12th verse, 12 and 13 says, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I, sh and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Verse 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto unto in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. What you have to understand is this. Guilt plagues many Christians. They worry that they may have committed a sin unknowingly, done something good with selfish intentions, failed to put their whole heart into a task, or neglected what they should have done. Guilt can play an important role in bringing us to Christ and in keeping us behaving properly, but it should not cripple us or make us fearful. God fully and completely forgives us even for those sins we do unknowingly so you have to understand that david distinguished between secret faults secret faults and presumptuous sins secret faults are sins committed unknowingly or in ignorance of god's law presumptuous sins are sins committed deliberately in defiant rebellion against God. David asked forgiveness for both, realizing that God's mercy covered even his dreadful sins of murder and adultery. David also desired that his words and actions and even his thoughts would please God. So you have to ask yourself, are your words your actions, your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, are they pleasing God? Are you praying to God and saying, Lord, 
Forgive me for my secret faults. Lord, forgive me for my presumptuous sins. Lord, forgive me for those sins that I know that I've done and the sins that I've not known that I've done. Because when you are praying and you're asking God for forgiveness, you got to confess those sins. You got to confess those faults. You got to confess those errors. Because there's another scripture that says that I must consider even the errors of my own ways. Lord, have mercy. So when we go to Psalms 51, that we know that 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 scripture, that passage of, of scripture right there is where it just says that David sinned when he committed adultery and when he committed murder. It was the intent. So Psalms 51 says, have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out all. He said, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. So you have to ask yourselves, what sins is ever before you? What Thoughts are ever before you. What mistakes are ever before you to where you need to find some godly wisdom that you can confess those sins. You can confess those faults so that you can receive the healing that you need. But you can't go it alone. And you have so many people talking about, I can do this on my own. I don't need nobody. I can do this by myself. But your sin is ever before you because you're not confessing you're not repenting you're not praying you're not fasting you're not asking god to cleanse you you're not asking god to wash you you're not asking god to do anything for you because you think that you're okay so when you think that you're okay you won't confess you won't say i need help you won't say that I made a mistake. You won't accept your responsibility. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody need to say amen. Amen. Verse 4, David said, uh, he was talking to God. This was his prayer. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest. And be clear when thou judges. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins. He said, hide, he said, God, hide your face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted 
unto thee. Verse 14 says, deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, you God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. David goes on to say, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall, shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, that will not despise. 18 and 19 says, Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thy walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon the altar. And, and, and before you can even make a sacrifice unto the Lord, you got to cleanse your mind. You got to cleanse your heart. You got to cleanse those thoughts. You got to be washed. You got to be purged. You got to be, you got to be delivered. And in order for that to take place, you got to ask God and you got to confess your sins. You got to confess your faults. You got to repent and ask for forgiveness. So in this scenario concerning the Mr. and Mrs. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you got to go to that wife. Sometimes you got to go to that husband. Sometimes you got to go to that boyfriend. Sometimes you got to go to that wife or any relationship with your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncles, your nieces, your nephew, your cousins, mom and them. Anybody that you made a mistake with, you got to you got to ask for forgiveness. You got to confess your faults one toward another. You got to go to your brethren. You got to go to your sister. You got to go to that person that you have hurt, that you have betrayed, that you have let down, that you have lied to, that you have manipulated. You must confess those sins. You must confess those faults in order to receive the power of healing. Lord Jesus, help me, Lord. So with that being said, you got to go when you don't even want to go. Because if you don't forgive others, the Father in heaven will not forgive you. And yes, he says that he forgives all of those. He says he, for, he forgives all of those who confess their faults, confess their sins, who repents and ask for forgiveness. He is a forgiven God. But he does not forgive those who can't forgive others. That's word. Amen. Amen. So listen. Our devotion goes on and reads. Is your marriage sick today? Is your relationship with someone sick today? Hurtful words, selfish choices, and unresolved conflict create distance between you. You can drift apart, angry and cold toward the one, toward the one you most want to be close to. As time goes by, you'll struggle to find the way back to each other again. The Lord provides the medicine for your marriage, for relationships, confession, and prayer. Be willing to omit your part in building the wall between you. Confess the ways you put yourself first. Apologize for wounding your spouse. 
Apologize for wounding your friend. Apologize for, 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 for wounding your parent. Apologize for wounding your the stranger on the street. Apologize for wounding your coworker. Apologize for wounding your boss. Apologize in the fight to have your way. You hear that? Apologize for wounding whomever you need to apologize for in the fight to have your way. Apologize. Ask for forgiveness and a chance to begin again. I've seen movies and relationships where they've been broken and the, per the other person would say, can we start over? I know that I lied to you. I know I lied to you about my name. I know I lied to you about the car that I drove. I know that I lied to you and told you that I was a millionaire. I know that I lied to you, but can we just start over? Can we just build this relationship over on trust, on truth? Can we just start over to rebuild the relationship? Because some relationships already start out with a lie. Hello, Kiara. Some relationships already start out on a lie already start out with manipulation so sometimes because love and emotions and feelings are now involved can we give that person a second chance yes we should give that person a second chance why because god gives us second chances he forgives us so we must forgive others lord have mercy listen Pray for, I love you too. Pray for, um, how can I say this? This says pray for your partner. But I want to say this. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. Pray for your friend. Pray for your boss. Pray for your employees. Pray for your coworkers. Pray for a family member. Pray for a friend. Pray over your animals. Pray for one another. Just pray. And what are you praying for? Healing. You're praying for help. You're praying for wisdom to know what to do, to know what not to do, to know how to act, to know how to behave, to know how to make it right, to know how to fix it, to know how God can bring this thing back together. Pray. Ask for God's truth and compassion to fill the space between you because prayer has stopped. Trust has stopped. Honesty has stopped. And that's what some of you have to understand. When, 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 when people have been broken because of abuse, when people have been broken because of betrayal, when people have been broken because of infidelity, when people have been broken because of physical abuse, verbal abuse, whatever type of abuse that somebody has been broken, Sometimes even in that space, you still have to respect and give them that space, but forgive them and ask for forgiveness for the parts that you played in so that there's no space in between you that the enemy can come in and continue to drive you apart even the more because you don't want Satan to come in and drive you apart. You want God to come in and bring you together. 
because especially when you are married you're no longer two you are now one and the bible says that nothing should put you under meaning nothing should separate you lies should not separate you betrayal should not separate you manipulation should not separate you hurt should not separate you malice strife contention jealousy should not separate you another man another woman should not separate you parents children family members friends should not come in and separate you so yes the healing power of confession confession confess your thoughts one to another listen to this pray for them to renew your love and intimacy as you open up to one another today let him or her tear down the walls and unite you as one again allow the power of confession to re reunite you restore you rejuvenate you rechange restore second chances doing it over again listen in my notes some of you young people if y'all were on here y'all know who usher is when i begin to study this y'all know who usher is usher wrote a song titled these are my confessions oh don't act like y'all don't know who usher is these are my confessions and when he wrote that these are my confessions Hello, hello, uh, Providence Kiana. Listen, when Usher wrote, these are my confessions, okay? Usher was in a relationship with Chili from TLC. Well, Usher decides to cheat on Chili with this older woman and she becomes pregnant. So, of course, Usher makes a song titled these are my confessions he felt the need to confess in his music how do we feel the need to confess to bring us healing some confess in a song in a poem some confess verbally some confess by prayer to uh, some confess to a trusted friend or a trusted family member or they can trust a trusted co-worker or maybe a therapist or a counselor or maybe people confess at the altar to a Catholic priest we all have been given options to choose how or what we confess or who we confess to amen so in James chapter 5 and I want to start at the 13th verse and we're now going to walk this through amen so you should have your Bibles, you should have your notepad, you should have your ink pen, and you should have your Bible. And so I keep my notepad and I keep my pen because while I'm talking to you, something might hit me or a scripture might come to my mind and I'll jot it down. Because I want to be able to give you everything that I possibly can give you when it comes to the, the healing power of confession. Because some of us some of us not all of us but some of us feel like our our sins our secret faults things that we've done in our past is going down with the ship <laughs> we ain't we ain't expressing it 
We ain't telling it. We ain't sharing it. We ain't speaking on it. And we'll tell somebody else, don't you say a word. I'm telling you this, and I need it to stay with you. And thank you, Holy Ghost, because now I get to why people choose not to confess. People choose not to confess because people will gossip about it. People choose not to confess because people will tell your business. People choose not to confess because they can't trust people. People choose not to confess because they don't want to be judged. People choose not to confess because they don't want people looking at them a certain type of way. Amen. So what happens is. So what happens is we find ourselves being more depressed. Some of us will commit suicide because guilt and shame has taken over and, we're, we, and we just cannot handle or stand the embarrassment. And so we'd rather just give up and just take our life. Because of guilt and shame. But you don't have to do that. But those are the reasons that I just gave you why some people won't confess these things that they have going on in their life. It doesn't matter if a homosexual is gay and they don't want to be that way anymore. And so they won't, they'll go through depression because they've already made this lifestyle. They've already put it out there. So now if they want to change, then they're no longer just hurting the people that they were talking to, but now they're going to hurt the person that they're with. Okay. But you have some homosexuals that are homosexuals and won't come out of the closet because of guilt, shame, and embarrassment. And because they can't handle the, the they can't handle the, 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 the assumptions. They can't handle the gossip. They can't handle the, 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 uh, um, the verbal abuse. They can't handle the nasty words that comes with it. They can't handle the bad attitude that comes from the people that don't want to be around them. So secretly they suffer in silence and then they wind up committing suicide. Because they felt like they had no one to confess to. Y'all don't hear me. I'm talking about these are our confessions. And that there are some things that are on us. There are some things that are in us that we, we, we refuse to talk about because of trust issues. We don't know who we can trust. We don't know what we can share. Amen. And so James 5, starting at the 13th verse says, um, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. 15 says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Verse 16 our devotion scripture, confess your faults one to another. And pray one for another. That ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions 
as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of, wait a minute, hold on. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. So let me say this. Some of you won't pray. Or some of you won't confess. Because you think it's not going to come. Or you want it done right now at that moment. But here's the thing. If Elias prayed for rain for months. Because this said three years and six months. In three years and six months. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain. He said, Lord, it's not going to rain. I don't even understand. I done prayed. I done prayed. I done cried. I done boohooed. I done snot and boogie. I done rolled around. I, I'm tired of crying. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. But we have to understand that our time is not God's time. And God's time is not like our time. If we want to pray about it, don't doubt about it. There, you, There's my note. If you are going to pray about it, then don't doubt about it. If you're going to pray about it, then don't doubt about it. Period. Amen? So, listen. Listen, 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 listen. Okay. James refers to someone who was incapacitated physically. In scripture, oil was both a medicine and a symbol of the Spirit of God. Thus, oil can represent both the medical and the physical and the spiritual. Jesus Christ is Lord over both the body and the spirit. People in the church are not alone. Members of Christ's body should be able to count on others for support and prayer, especially when they are sick, of, sick or suffering. The elders should be on call to respond to the illness of any member. And the church should stay alert to pray for the needs of all its members. And the prayer of faith does not refer to the faith of the sick person, but to the faith of the church. God heals. Faith doesn't. And all prayers are subject to God's will. But our prayers are part of God's healing process. That is why God often waits for our prayers of faith before intervening to heal a person. Confess your faults can be translated, confess your sins. Christ has made it possible for us to go directly to God for forgiveness. But confessing our sins to one another still has an important place in the life of the church. Here's the reasons why. One, if we have sinned against an individual, we must ask him or her to forgive us. If our sin has affected the church, we must confess it publicly. 
If we need loving support as we struggle with the sin, we should confess it to those who are able to provide their support. If, after confessing a private sin to God, we still don't feel his forgiveness, we may wish to confess that sin to a fellow believer and hear him or her assure us of God's pardon. In Christ's kingdom, every believer is a priest to other believers. We must help others come to Christ and tell them of Christ's forgiveness. Now listen, 1 Peter 2 and 9. Listen to this. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, but, yes, 1 Peter 2 and 9 says this, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should know forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. That's what you have to understand. That right there to know that Christians sometimes speak of the priesthood of all believers. But in Old Testament times, Lord, this thing is good to me. People did not approach God directly. A priest acted as intermediated between God and sinful man. With Christ's victory on the cross, that changed. Now we can come directly into God's presence without fear. And we are given the responsibility of bringing others to him also. When we are united with Christ as members of the body, we join in his priestly work of re reconciling God and man. So if the person is coming to you about a secret, it's not for you, royal priesthood. It's not for you, the holy nation. It's not for you, the believer, to go out and to spread their business. It's to go and take them to the altar. It's to go to lead them to Christ, to let them know that they can confess this thing now to God so that God can give them the assurance of forgiving them because they have repented before the Lord. And that Micah, thank you, Holy Spirit, and that Micah 7 and 19 is where you need to let them know that what, that what God does with their sin. You now let them know in Micah. Let me, let me get there. Let me get to Micah. So some of you will understand what Micah 7 and 19 said. As soon as I, as soon as I get to Micah, I can let y'all know. Because I, I, I got to read, read this to you all. I got to read you all Micah 7 and, 7 and 19. Well, I'm going to go back up to 18. Micah 7, 18 and 19 says, Who is a God like unto thee that pardons iniquity? Meaning that he pardons sins and passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever or night but joy cometh in the morning that means God is not angry for a long time he, he's angry when you don't repent 
He's angry when you keep sinning. He's angry when you don't confess your sins. Because he delighteth in mercy. Grace and mercy. But grace and mercy is only going to hold you but for so long. Because in Romans it says, Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? God forbid. That means we don't continue to sin because of grace. We don't continue to sin because of mercy. 19. Micah 7 and 19. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities and that will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. So that means when he forgives you, he tosses them away. He has pardoned your sins. He has forgiven you. You just have to walk into your healing of forgiveness. And then when God forgives you, then you learn how to forgive others. But you got to first forgive yourself as well so that you can do that. Especially when you're married. Because in marriages, husband and wives, we hurt each other. Sometimes not on purpose. But sometimes it is unintentionally. Sometimes we don't know if we hurt their feelings. But unless they say, listen, I'm bringing this to you, slash confession, that on the other day, you hurt my feelings. You said something in front of somebody, and it really hurt my feelings. It really took me to a place. At that moment, you discuss it, you ask for forgiveness, and you move on. Because at the end of the day, you got to understand that God's grace and God's mercy is just not for you, but it's for others as well. Amen. So, listen. Hold on, y'all. So, all that being said, yes, be careful who you confess to. Because let me tell you something, and I'm telling you something from experience. I have confessed some stuff, and I have heard it in people's lives. Yes, I have. They have used it against me. Because we do. We think we can trust everybody. We do. Let's just be honest with it. We get, we do, we get caught up in the in the person because of their status. We get caught up because we fully, we really feel like they love us. We really feel like they're they're for us, but they're not. They're not. Because if you are, why would you repeat anything that I say? Why would you even put me on speakerphone so that people can hear? what I say and people really don't understand that what's in the dark comes to light listen thank you Holy Spirit I somebody I don't know who but somebody is pulling on me concerning this thing and I'm still gonna get it out because it's needed so if they're pushing on me I'm gonna I'm I'm continue to go forward in it that lets me know I feel it in my spirit in the atmosphere 
Somebody is receiving this because I feel the pull. And anytime that God uses me where scripture is just keep downloading in me, somebody's pulling. That means somebody is, is wanting more and more and more. And glory goes to God. God is hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But Luke chapter 12, verse 3, verse 2. No, let me start at 1. Luke 12 and 1. In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Verse 2 says, For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. So what you have to understand is, what you may do in secret that goes against God, that goes against God's people, the Lord going to bring your hypocrisy out and it's going to be heard from the rooftop. So there's nothing that you can say or do behind closed doors that God is not going to bring it out. But it's not to bring blasphemy. Blasphemy is not to bring malice. It's not to bring vengeance against them. You put it in the hands of God. You are a Christian. And if you are the righteous people, when, when, when the effectual fervent prayer, and you want your prayers to be effective, you want your prayers to be power, don't do what they do. Let them think that others do what you do, what they do. Let them think that. You let them think that, but you continue to move in God. You continue to move in God. You continue to keep the secrets, to help bring people deliverance. You do what God called you to do. If somebody comes to you and they are confession, they are confessing, God is going to get you. Because they saw you as that trusted friend. They saw you as that trusted Christian friend, that trusted pastor, leader, evangelist, prophet, prophetess, whomever, whatever fivefold you hold. When somebody comes to you to confess and you tell it, it is wrong. And you don't even understand how somebody could be in a conversation with somebody. And you begin to hear what's being spoken. And you be like, who told you that? Because if you like me, you only tell one person. You only talk to a couple of people. Because see, yes, I have godly leaders. I have godly friends. I know what I share. And I know who I share it with. So when I don't share everything with everybody. And God has always shown me who I can share things with and who I can't share things with. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm not trying to throw people out there under the bus. The devil is a lie. These are my personal experiences, my personal testimonies to teach others what not to do. To show others how other people will take what you say, your confessions, 
and spread it like wildflower. But listen to this in verse 9. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 1 John. 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Confession is supposed to be free. Confession is supposed to free us to enjoy fellowship with Christ. It should ease our consciences and lighten our cares. But some Christians do not understand how it works. They feel so guilty that they confess the same sins over and over and then wonder if they might have forgotten something. Other Christians believe God forgives them when they confess, but if they died, but if they died with unconfessed sins, they would be forever lost. These Christians do not understand that God wants to forgive us. He allowed his beloved son to die just so he could pardon us. When we come to Christ, he forgives all the sins we have committed or will ever commit. We don't need to confess the sins of the past all over again, unless you are still doing those sins. But again, if you continue to repeat the same sin repetitively, and then you're asking for forgiveness repetitively, eventually, read Romans chapter 1, he will eventually turn you over to that sin that you so love the most, and you'll become a reprobate mind. Many he'll turn you over to the things that you lust the most and your conscience is lost because you're continually doing the same thing and you're continually to repetitively do it. When you confess sincerely, when you confess freely, when you confess honestly and asking for forgiveness, you will turn from that sin and it will no longer cover you. It will no longer have dominion over you. That's why you got to go to someone that will continue to pray with you and for you. They're not judging you. They're loving you. Love covers the multitude of sins. That means they're not repeating your sins out there into the public, but they're praying with you. They're taking you through deliverance. They're taking you through restoration. They're taking you through freedom from sin. Amen. Amen. So, the healing power of confession is to confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much in order for your prayer to be powerful. In order for your prayer to be effective, your heart got to be right. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, we've sinned against each other and you. We need your grace and help so we're free to love again. Do a powerful work of healing in our relationships today, in our marriages today, on our jobs today, in our hearts today, in our minds today. So, Lord God, if there's unforgiveness that is upon me, I ask you to forgive me right now and open up many doors that I may reach out and forgive those whom I don't even know, that I might have hurt unintentionally, that I might have known that I didn't even know. 
So God, I thank you, Lord God, for your love, your compassion. God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. And for those that are on here, if they're walking in unforgiveness and they need the power of healing, of confession, Lord God, show them who they need to talk to. Help them get to a place where they need to be to confess freely. So God, I thank you and I love you on today and I bless your name and I glorify you because there's no other name that I know that I can cry out to that's going to forgive me of my sins, that's going to forgive me of my faults, that's going to forgive me of my mistakes and the errors of my ways and the secret things that I've done that I've not known that I've done, God. So God, I thank you on tonight and I continue to bless your name. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you all on tonight. If it's God's will, I'll be here on tomorrow at 12 noon. If it will not be at 12 noon, it will be at 5 p.m., amen, because I have got an inbox not just from, um, I didn't get an inbox from Sister Venezia, but she she put it on her page. But I got two inboxes from somebody that asked me if I could do late in the evening. Because on their lunch box, they want, I mean on their lunch break, they wanted to hear the rest. But some of them only get 30 minutes. So yes, on some days I'll do 12 noon and on some days I'll do 5 p.m. But if I feel the need to just move it to 5 p.m., for the rest of this year, then I'll do that as well because I want to be able to help the people. I want to be able to encourage those who they need to be and who where they need to be encouraged at. Amen. I want to be a helper, not a hinderer. Amen. Amen. So God bless you on tonight at seven o'clock. At seven o'clock tonight, we will be coming on here. A lot of us, I know I will, my husband will, I believe it's Pastor Hunt, um, Prophetess Marie, I think Prophetess Tanika, um, some other people from some other from some other states and other cities is coming on together as well. And we're going to be talking about the hurt in the church, um, uh, leaders, how we could be better leaders, um, some other things of that sort of that nature. So if you're not doing anything, I ask that you, you know, come on, prepare Get your questions ready. Um, this is a roundtable discussion, and I do believe it's going to help the people. And God is going to get the glory. Amen. So God bless you all on tonight. And I thank you for tuning in to Mr. and Mrs. Couple Together Bible Study. Because God wants his word to get out into this world. And if we got to do it through social media because of the pandemic, then by golly, we're going to go on in Jesus' name. Amen. Because there are souls that need to be healed. There are souls that need to be delivered. There are some souls that need to be set free from bondage. Set free from betrayal. Set free from hurt. Just set free from stuff and we bind up that spirit of suicide and we bind up that spirit of depression in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So God bless you all on tonight. Continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you. Know that God is good and he is worthy to be praised. Listen, we are in this thing together. We are in this thing together. Hello, Bishop Giovanni. Hello, Pastor Wooten. I'm not sure if y'all are still on here or not. But God bless you all for tuning in. And I, and I pray that I've said something to somebody on tonight that will just let you know that confession is good for the soul.
Don't be bottled up with guilt. Don't be bottled up with shame. Don't be bothered up with embarrassments. Amen. If you need help, ask for it. If you made a mistake, confess it. If you need help, receive it in Jesus name. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, release it. I'm here to tell you, I was one of those. I didn't hold grudges, but I wasn't forgiving you either because I felt like if you hurt me, I'm not, I'm not apologizing to you. That devil is a lie, but God had to show me sometimes it's not that you've done anything to them, but you could do such things like you could have broke their heart. You could have just said something unknowingly and not even realize it. But when they bring it to you, whether it's the truth, you apologize. Listen, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, but I stand on that. I'm sorry that it, it um, took you into this place. Please forgive me. But this is the word of God. And I stand for the word of God. I don't compromise the word of God. I live and breathe Jesus because this is because Jesus lives and breathes for me. And I want to make sure that I line up with the word of God. So many people are being hurt from inside the house of God. Christians, not just sinners, not just unbelievers, but Christians, the body of believers are going through inside the house of God. And it's not coming from majority of the leaders. But the, the people that are in there just have a hateful heart that just is jealous, envy, strife, contention. They're just mad at themselves or they're mad at the world. But we as believers, we as Christians, we're trying to hold on. We're trying to maintain. We're just trying to make it through like the next man. We're just trying to make it through like the next brother. We're just trying to make it through like, you know, like the next woman. We're just trying to make it through like the next young lady. We're just trying to make it through by the best way that we can. But the body of believers, the body is hurting. We're hurting mentally. We're hurting emotionally. We're hurting physically. And no matter how hard we pray, no matter how hard we try, it just seems like pow, 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 pow. Those body blows, those punches. It just seems like we're getting sucker punch. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting uppercut. We're getting just stabbed and punched all over the place. Put the armor of God on. Put the helmet of salvation on. Put the breastplate of righteousness on. Put the sword in your hand. Prepare your feet with the shot of preparation. The sword in your hand. Be prepared. Because trust me, when you are warring, it's worth it. But sometimes you got to give it over to the Lord and let God handle it. Why? Because he can fix it better than you. He can handle it better than you. I remember um, Bishop Carmen Leach. She wasn't a bishop. Then she was just a pastor. But Bishop Carmen Leach, she preached a message. And I never forget this when I was coming back from a bad place. And I never forget she was doing a revival. And I walked. As soon as I opened up the door to go into the sanctuary, her words were, if God don't fix it for you, he'll fix you for it. And that thing hit me like a ton of bricks 
because you have to understand that sometimes it's not about them. It's what God is trying to do in you and for you. So you can't worry about that situation if it doesn't get fixed the way you think that it should. You can't worry about those people who you're trying to connect to or you're trying to, or you want them to support you and it doesn't happen. God will fix your mind. He will fix your character. He will fix your integrity. He will give you patience to endure. He will strengthen you. He will cover you. He will push you. He will favor you. So that when those things or those people are doing whatever, you won't even be affected. It won't even bother you. It won't even penetrate because you have the whole armor of God on. And your focus is on Jesus and nobody else. You have those horses blinders on and you're looking straight ahead. So when you look to the left, all you see is a wall. When you look to the right, all you see is a wall. All you look in front of you, that is what's in front of you. You got to be, don't let Satan pour the veins. Don't let Satan control the veins of the lash. Don't let him do that. You hold on to your position. Good God Almighty. And you stand in your place. And let God direct you. Let God lead you. Because when you allow God to lead you, he going to lead you in the right direction. It's Satan that has those reins that leads you and got you doing all of this right here. Just controlling you like you a puppet. Don't be Satan's puppet. Be the Lord's servant. Don't be Satan's puppet. Be the Lord's servant. Be what he called you to be. A royal priesthood. A peculiar people. And yes, you didn't obtain mercy then. But you're obtaining mercy now. Amen. Amen. So God bless you all on tonight. God bless you all on tonight. I thank God. Lord, have mercy. I thank the Lord. So if it's God's will and he wakes us up tomorrow because he's shown us mercy and mercy and compassion, we'll be on January the 19th, day 12, eternally secure. Eternally secure. You have to ask yourself that question. Am I eternally secure? Am, do, I, do I have... Am I on my way to the to the tree of life? Am I on the right path? Is my is my mansion secured? Is the place that's prepared for prepared people for me? Am I eternally secured? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I'm off of here. God bless you all. Know that I love you, but God loves you more. Amen. Amen.